0: Welcome to the weights and wine podcast. This is a podcast for all the girlies who love to lift super heavy weights, eat their body weight and protein, get their steps in, and also eat mozzarella sticks, fried calamari, and take some tequila shots over the weekend. If this sounds like you and you are a fit girly who loves balance, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Neda Veda. Let's get into this episode. I swear there is nothing in the world quite like that first sip of coffee feeling. Or not even the first sip, just like when the mug is still like hot, but not, but like warm enough where you can hold it with both hands and you just take a nice sip. And oh, it just feels so good and cozy on the inside. But like also, It's the middle of April and it's freezing today, whereas last week it was burning hot. So I'm not a hot coffee girly. I prefer iced all day, but something about it on a cold day just feels so good. Anyway, welcome to the Weights and Wine podcast, a podcast for all the girlies who lift weights and like to drink wine and understand balance. And if you're not that, you can go ahead and find another podcast to listen to. I'm just kidding. Anyone can listen to this podcast, but especially if you are learning or are interested in how to balance your health, fitness, and fun, and life in general, this is a podcast for you. Stick around. Stay a while. It's a great time. Today's episode is... I feel like I always say this is one of my favorites, but like this one actually is because as many of you know, I am a personal trainer. I am a certified personal trainer and I love working out. Working out is my love language. When people ask me things or they're like, how, how do you like to show appreciation or how do you like to be appreciated? I'm like, give me time to work out. <laughs> you can take a class with me you can get me a new workout outfit. You can get me new headphones. Yes, I am bougie and you can pay for a full Lululemon set for me or get me AirPods. (laughs) I'm kidding. Anything that has with working out really though is my love language. Like when I find people who like actually get what real working out is and who actually understand what like being healthy is in terms of like, yes, we do eat high protein, we eat veggies, we eat nutrient dense carbs. But we also love snacking on Rice Krispies and Lay's chips. That's the balance that I love, and I've found so many people in my life lately who are like that. And honestly, I could not be happier because the girls that get it get it, and if you get it, you get it. If you're still someone who like thinks they have to juice cleanse or like walk a million miles a day and not do any strain training, or for someone who starves themselves and like just. Thinks that not eating is gonna make you skinny. I cannot relate to you. And that's the bottom line. And I'm gonna come off as probably harsh, but that's just me as a person. And I've told people in my life this I'm like, listen, I don't relate to what you're saying. And you and I are probably not going to be friends because there's just such a different mentality that you have when you are someone who truly, truly understands balance versus someone who does or thinks they have to do all these crazy things to lose weight or just like be healthy, which in reality, if you're doing all these crazy fad diets, you are doing the complete opposite of what is quote unquote healthy. So I've also learned this through nutrition coaching. It's very hard to change someone's mind and not that you necessarily want to change their mind, but you definitely want to offer a different perspective and you want to be like, hey, you actually don't have to starve yourself and you actually don't have to cut out every food group you actually can lose weight and you can lose fat and gain muscle by eating more. And by doing a B and C, the problem with that is that people don't want to do a B and C people don't want to put in the work and that's what it really comes down to. And I feel like that's how I really choose who I'm close with and who I'm not close with. Because if you are someone who understands balance by now, That means you're someone who's put in months and probably years of hard work to understand what that balance is. It means you're someone who is dedicated enough and consistent and diligent and disciplined enough to actually get your ass to the gym and make a change and to understand what macros are, how calories affect you, why you need to eat certain things. If you take the time to truly understand that, you are a different type, like you're in a different field we're in the same field and the field is small. The field is not big, but if you're there, I really fuck with you. And to some people, it's like, it may seem silly because it's like, oh, well, you just eat this and you just eat chicken, broccoli, brown rice, and you just lift weights. And it's like, yes, that's part of it. But there's such a deeper psychological factor to it because if you are that fucked up to go to the gym for this long and to meal prep for this long, And to eat your protein every day, and you are just thriving and you're living your life. And also, you now understand balance, and you understand that when you go on vacation, you can eat whatever the fuck you want to eat and it doesn't matter because you're just gonna go back to the grind when you come back. It's such a different mind game. Like, it's such a different playing field. And I truly, truly love and appreciate everyone who's in there now because I know what it takes to get there and it's not easy. But also, if you're someone who's in, the thick of it, and you're getting there, and you're in the progress of getting there, keep fucking going. Because once you get to the other side, once you bridge that gap between, like, I'm sorry, not bridge the gap, once you get over the bridge of, like, I need to starve myself, I need to do every fad diet, I need to only do what, like, I don't, can only lift five pounds, I don't want to look toned and bulky. Like, once you get over that bridge and you're on the other side where you understand that lifting heavy does not make you bulky where you understand what balance truly is and what a well-balanced meal looks like and the fact that you can enjoy a glass of wine or two at night and still reach your, make your gains. It's a different place. I keep saying ball game, like, or what's it called? A different ball feel, is a different ball game. (laughs) As if like, I know anything about sports or football or not football, oh my God, baseball. I knew that, I really did know that. (laughs) Anyway. For the fifth time it's a different ball game nine strikes you're out and we're gonna move on because if you understand that you also really resonate with this podcast because this is all i talk about i could talk about so many different parts of health and fitness forever like i i have a really hard time getting into conversations with people about this because i can talk and talk and talk and if you're really like in it too you can talk and talk and talk about it and it's just such a crazy, great Bonnie experience. So I just, I love it so much. And now I can talk about it for half an hour every week. I'm actually really excited because I have a few, the next few episodes already laid and planned out because I am going on vacation in about a month and a half. So it's only a week, but I'm obviously not going to record on vacation when I'm frolicking around Europe. And yeah, everything's going to be pre-recorded and set to go out while I'm away. I'm excited. I cannot believe this is episode 38 because that means 40 is coming up. And then that means 50 is coming up. And then that means 52 is coming up and 52 weeks in a year. It's going to be my baby's birthday. The Weeds and Wine podcast is going to turn one, which is so crazy. And it's crazy that I see that because everyone around me that I know is pregnant, too. And I'm like, oh, my God where are these babies popping out from? (laughs) Like my best friend is pregnant and she is literally the cutest human being on earth. Like I am obsessed with her and her future baby who I, who has not come into the world yet, but I know I will be obsessed with it. Anyway, I can't wait to meet her and spoil the shit out of her. And moving on to today's episode, this episode is called the perfect workout, but just like any, well, not just like anything, nothing in life is perfect except me, just kidding. This episode is called The Perfect Workout and it's basically your either reminder or your blueprint into making and creating the perfect workout for you. I wanna preface this by saying that I've been lifting weights for five plus years now and the way I train, if you had to classify, it's more bodybuilder style because I do different workout splits. I have my leg days. I have upper body days. I have full body days. And of course my favorite, I have rest days. So that's my split. Um, I can give you an exact breakdown of my split on Mondays. I do glutes and hamstrings Tuesdays. I do back slash upper body emphasis on back Wednesdays is rest day, which I'll do yoga Thursdays is leg day. So full legs, quads and calves included Fridays. I do orange theory with coach Craig because he kicks my butt to another level. And if you've tried orange theory and you think it's easy, you need to take his class if you live on long Island and then you'll realize it's not Saturdays are a complete full rest day. Saturdays. I do nothing. I am a vegetable. I am a couch potato but usually on Saturdays I'm working, so I am on my feet a lot. And Sundays are back days, solely, solely just focusing on back. We're trying to grow these lats and get these back gains. So that's my exact workout split. It's subject to change though, so take it with a grain of salt. But I structure every workout very similarly, and before I get into how the workout is structured, I do want to emphasize that you don't need a lot of movements to make progress. Having some form of plan and a strategic approach is your key. You really just need your five compounds, which we're going to talk about. And as long as you keep progressing in those, you're good to go. You don't need to do a million different things. You don't need to be in the gym for three, four hours a day you should definitely not be doing random workouts with no rhyme or reason every time you're in the gym. Getting on a program and finding some structure is going to be your best friend. All of these moves are pretty simple and basic, but they're effective and that's why they work and that's why we do them. I have progressed my body by really focusing on these five movements, which are your compound movements, which again, we're going to talk about later. And a few Side movements as well, like unilateral stuff and whatnot, which again, we're going to talk about all that. But the bottom line I wanted to get to is that you do not need to do a million different moves to grow your body. Focus on a key few staples. Did I say Q? a key few staples and progress from there? And that's all I'm going to leave you with. And now we're going to get into the perfect strength training workout. The first step to your warm up is, well, that well, just gave it away. The first step to your workout is a thorough warm-up. When you warm up your body, you want to make sure you're incorporating dynamic movements. So dynamic movements are the textbook definition is controlled movements that prepare your muscles and tissues for performance and safety. So basically what that means is you're warming up your body thoroughly. You're getting the blood moving. You're going to feel nice and warm. You're not going to break out into a sweat over it, but you are definitely going to, Get your muscles really engaged and ready and prepared for the moves you're doing. Now, what I like to do and incorporate into my warm-ups is I'm going to mimic the movements that I'm going to be doing for my workout in my warm-up. So let's say I'm doing leg day and, I'm, and I know I'm going to be doing squats. I'm going to warm up by doing some bodyweight squats and maybe some banded squats, maybe some banded squat pulses if you're more advanced. If it's an upper body day and I know I'm going to do a shoulder press, I might literally just do a shoulder press with no weights, like just with my arms in that position, my hands up, and then they're going straight up and down like I would do a typical shoulder press. Or you could even add a resistance band for some extra resistance. But that's basically how you go through a thorough dynamic warm up. Now, this is different than a static movement, which is going to be for your cool down, which we'll get into later. I also like to do some core activation for my warm up because we're gonna talk about abs later. But when you are working out, and even if you're just like living your life every day, you can be bracing your core, and that's going to be so much more effective than any amount of crunches and sit ups and planks you do. Learn how to effectively brace your core. And this is something that a lot of people struggle with, especially women, because When they think of anything with their core, they automatically resort to sucking in, and it's not sucking in. You are literally bracing it as if you know someone's about to punch you in the stomach. So uh, what I like to do is do some core stuff beforehand to get it nice and warmed up. And as you're going through your workout, have your core brace in every single move you do, and then there you have a 45 to 75-minute ab workout. And you don't even need to add abs onto the end or anything, because by bracing your core, you're really getting it to work for a full hour. And especially when you do progress your weight in these movements, your core needs to be braced regardless to effectively have good form and to lift heavier weights because your body needs to be in control and balanced and you can't do that with a lazy core. It needs to be working, it needs to be a brace, it needs to be strong, and that's how you progress. I feel like I just went in circles with that, but you get what I'm saying. So what I like to do for core activation is I'll do some dead bugs, maybe some high plank to downward dogs, nothing super crazy, maybe one or two movements and that's it. You guys, I'm telling you simple and effective. You don't need to go crazy with this workout. That's the warm up, dynamic movements and moves that mimic the workout and some core activation moving on when you're actually starting your strength training workout start with some compound movements, the compound movements. There are five and a subjective six one. And I didn't know that the landscapers are here mowing my lawn. So if you hear that in the background, I am so sorry, but I did just want to acknowledge that in case, because sometimes I'll listen to podcasts and I'm like, is that background noise me or them? And in this case it's me. So, uh, yeah, if you hear any mowing, so sorry about that. Now you're into your lifts, you're getting into your compound movements. Your five compound movements are your squats, deadlifts, chest press, shoulder press, bent over rows, and some may call a hip thrust compound, others do not, it's iffy. Those are your big five. Now, you're not just going to go start deadlifting. You're not just going to go start doing your bent over rows. You need to go in with a plan, as we said before. Have a plan before you go into the gym so you know exactly what you're doing, and you're not just there wasting time. When you do a workout, you do and you can play around with different reps and sets. So your rep and set range is going to depend on your goal. Now, there is a scale called the RPE skill, the rate of perceived exertion skill. And that's basically in layman's terms, a one to ten scale of how difficult was it? A 10 meaning. I am out of breath. I'm seeing stars. I need to rest for five minutes. Like I almost died doing that workout. That means it was probably super, super heavy weight versus a one or two where it's like, okay, that weight was super light. I could have probably done an easy 20 plus. Let's bump up the weight and let's add some more resistance and let's make it a little more challenging. So keeping those in mind, A one to six rep range. So that means you have, you're doing squats for either four to six reps. That's going to help you build muscle and strength because ideally, by that sixth rep, you are done. Like you physically may not even get to the sixth rep because it's that fucking heavy. That means you're really taking the time. You're going nice and slow. You are lifting that weight and it's, On a scale, on your RPE scale, it's going to be about an 8 to 10 range. You are lifting super fucking heavy to the point where you physically cannot even go more than 6 reps. That rep range is going to help you build muscle and strength. So if you're someone who's looking to really put on muscle and strength, the 1 to 6 rep range is going to be your best friend. Moving on, the 6 to 12 rep range, that means like... It's challenging and you might have not even been able to get to the 10th or 12th rep. Like it's, you're breaking out into sweat. Like you're really struggling to get there, but it's still one where you can easily do at least six to eight reps pretty well. That that rep range is going to focus on your muscular power and your strength still. So you'll notice that When you do the one to six rep range and you're physically just like done after the reps, you're going to need a longer rest period because that was a lot of work and stress placed on your body. When you're doing the six to 12 rep range, it's building more muscular power and still it's building your strength because you have that range and you can kind of choose where you want to play within that range. If you're doing the 12 plus rep range, that's focusing on your muscular endurance and your cardiovascular health. So that's going to be a lot more of like, Smaller isolation muscle groups like bicep curls, leg extensions that focus just on your quads, push ups, things like that. That's really more like kind of, I like to call it just like maintaining and like getting your heart rate up a little bit because the weight's not that heavy. If you can easily do 12 reps, you are not going heavy enough, especially if you're looking to build muscle. So your compounds. Now that we know what the range is on the rep scale, your compound movements should ideally be in the one to six rep range if you are looking to build muscle. I'm gonna repeat that. If you're looking to build muscle, your compound moves, which is the first thing you're gonna do, should be within the one to six rep range. And the reason you do compound movements first is because the definition of a compound movement is that it, is working more than one muscle group. When you do your squats, you're working your legs, obviously, but you're also working your upper body with that weight. When you're doing the chest press, yes, you're working your chest. You're also getting some shoulders, some legs in there. You're working more than one muscle group. When you're doing your bent over rows, you're working your hamstrings and your glutes to help support you when you're bent over. And then obviously you're working your back as well. That's why you want to use all the energy you first have into these specific five movements these five specific movements yes (laughs) into these five specific movements all right so now you did your sets you did your compound moves you're feeling good you're feeling great your whole body's nice and warmed up you got a great lift in let's move on you can kind of play around now so you can either go into supersets which is two movements performed back to back with no rest Or you can do some unilateral movements where it's really just single side movements. For example, Bulgarian split squats, lunges, single arm stuff like single arm rows, single arm chest press, single arm shoulder press, things like that. And you can play around with reps and sets, ideally for supersets and unilateral movements because you're not lifting super heavy. Like you're not going to PR on a lunge. You're not gonna do one lunge and be like, Oh, yeah, I just did a 100 pound launch. Grr. Like, <laughs> that's not a thing. Like, you're not going to PR on that. When you do these type of movements, you're going to fall into that six to 12 rep range. Like, and you can play around with it. Again, if you're doing it as the second move, like you did your compounds, you did one to two compounds, now you're moving on into a superset, you can choose, like, to do either six reps of a Bulgarian split squat per side and then jump right into. Um, let's say, plated good mornings for 12 reps. That's a lighter weight for you. Let's say it's upper body day and you just bent over rows. Maybe you want to go into 12 reps of face pulls on the cable machine, and then you can go into six to eight reps of a single arm row per side. You have that ability to play around with it. And just see where you're feeling see if you want to go heavier because sometimes i'll use all my energy on the compound moves and if i'm really not feeling it that day i might go lighter with my supersets and unilaterals or i might decide to still go heavier it really just depends on you but again that six to twelve rep range is where you want to be and you have complete control and ownership of where you want to be in that rep range if you want to be closer to heavier weights stick to six to eight if you want to get closer to just maintaining and you want to go a little bit lighter aim for that 10 to 12, but it's up to you. And you could do a few of those. And then you're going to go into a finisher. So that can be any isolation movement, which again, isolation means you're only working one muscle group and you want to go in the 12 plus rep range. These are things that don't require a lot of necessarily like energy to do. For example, bicep curls, you're only targeting your biceps, tricep kickbacks, you're only targeting your triceps, You can even do an ab movement in here. You can do chest flies, bent over flies. Like it's very, it's moves that target very small muscles. Like you can do glute medius kickbacks for that area of your glutes. Just depends what you want to do. Again, you're going lighter weight because it's such a small muscle group. And then you can bang out as many reps as you want for one or two sets. You're not going to stay here forever. Nothing crazy. And then it's time to cool down. So when you cool down you're going to do static stretching which is different than the dynamic warm-up we did than the dynamic movements we did during our warm-up so with static stretching static stretching is involving you just holding a single position for a period of time and that's it so that would include a quad stretch that would include bending down touching your toes really stretching your hamstrings that includes I'm forgetting all the names, like a figure four stretch. I like to do a lot of yoga poses in this. So I'll do yoga, I'll do cobra, I'll do child's pose, cat cow, a lot of those type of movements where you're just stretching everything that you just trained. And that's ideally what a solid strength training workout is. I'm going to go over it one more time. You're going to have a thorough warm up with dynamic movements. You're going to go into one to two compound movements focusing on what your goals are whether it's building strength building power or building endurance then you're going to do some supersets or unilateral movements and then you're going to end with a finisher and a cool down now the style of training you're doing is obviously going to be dependent like there's people who prefer circuit training there's people who prefer powerlifting. there's people who do other things like it just depends on you and your goals but For a strength-based training program, this is a pretty good outline to follow. And I will also give you an example of what a workout like that would look like. So for a leg day, if you're warming up, I would start with body weight squats. I would do some 90 degree rotations. I would do leg swings. I would do windmills. I would then throw a glute band on or a resistance band, and I would do some bridges, maybe some single leg ones as well, some either forward or backward lunges. And then I like to do my 45 degree kickbacks and that's it. Then I'm going to go into squats. I'm going to do about four sets of four to six reps of squats. I'm going to then go into, um, we'll do some stiff leg deadlifts with the dumbbells, same thing. Four sets, we'll go four to six reps, nice and heavy. Rest, go into some supersets and your lateral movements. So from there, I might go into glute bridges and then reverse lunges. Back to back, rest, go again. Let's go six glute bridges right into 12 reverse lunges per leg. Repeat that one more time for three sets. And then... If it's leg day, I like to go, I go crazy with leg day though. This may not be a great example, but then I might do good mornings for about 12 reps and then some goblet squats for 12 reps. Repeat that. Good mornings for 12, goblet squats for 12, repeat that. So it's three times. And then my finisher might be calves. So maybe I'll do 50 calf raises and then rest. Then repeat that two or three more times and then stretch. If I'm doing leg day, I'm really going to focus on pigeon. I'm going to focus on walking the dog. I'm going to focus on figure fours. I'm going to focus on just stretching from my hips all the way to my toes. So just that nice like ragdoll stretch. And that's pretty much the blueprint of a workout. I totally didn't realize I'm so out of time and there's still more things I wanted to cover, but... See, I'm telling you, I could talk about fitness and health for hours. Like, it's so bad. But anyway, before I digress even more, let's talk about cardio. I don't personally schedule cardio into my workouts. I do a lot of cardio through NEAT, which I did a whole episode on. So y'all can go listen to that one. Or I'll take intentional walks or runs or like cycling classes throughout the week. I just don't find a need personally to isolate that. However, now that hot girl summer is coming up, I like, and I'm in my reading phase, I will walk on the treadmill and read my book for literally five, maybe 10 minutes after my workout. And that's it. But if you want to get more science behind it, cardio before I work out, if you want to prioritize your cardiovascular health, it's more emphasized that you would do cardio before your strength training workout. So that could be something like whether it's a 10 to 30 minute walk or bike or whatnot on the treadmill or bike or again whatnot on the elliptical whatever and then you're going to your lift that more if you want to prioritize your cardiovascular health if you do cardio after your workout that's if you want to prioritize your strength because whatever you do first is what you're using most of your energy on and that's why when you work out and when you lift you're doing your compounds first because that's what you want to focus all your energy on is growing those movements and progressing in those movements and growing those muscles And yeah, those are top tier. But if you're using all your energy on cardio in the beginning, then you're prioritizing your cardiovascular health and you may not be prioritizing your strength as much. That's the difference. Abs we touched upon. Brace your core through the entire workout to maximize form and work your core. You don't need to be doing 100 abs after your workout. That is so silly and pointless. Learn how to brace your core properly and then you're good to go. You got a whole hour of abs, not just of ab finisher. And on that note, that's all I've got for you. I'm so sorry. This was rushed at the end. As you guys know, I love to talk about health and fitness and anything fitness related. I hope you found something helpful in this episode. I hope something resonated with you. And I hope you give this blueprint workout a try this workout blueprint, whatever it's called. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? If you have any questions, please let me know. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Netta, N-E-D-A underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A.com. Have a great week.